Welcome to the Possibly Fit Podcast. I'm your host today, Coach Nikki, and I have a very special friend with me today, my friend Gavin. And go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Gavin. Okay, so I am a former United States Marine. I am a registered dietitian. I'm licensed in the state of Texas, and I have been coaching since 2016. Um, I'm a former professional natural bodybuilder, never competed in an, in a pro show though. Um, used to compete in classic physique. Um, but now I, I try to focus more on, you know, people wanting to get their health back, people working with, uh, troubles with their relationship with food, you know, hormone issues, things like that. I'm, I try to focus more on the health side of things. I still coach uh, competitors, but that's not my primary focus right now. Yes. And Gavin forgot to tell you that he is my coach. We have been working together on and off now for, I don't even know, probably like five years. Since 2017. Yeah. So a while. And I hired him um, a couple months ago just to kind of go through a mini cut and see what we can do with this competition season. So I'm really excited about that. But he actually helped me a lot throughout my fitness journey when I had been going through different coaches, really just getting my feet wet in um, the the competing world. Um, if, If you guys don't know, I have competed in over 10 NPC shows probably more than that at this point, I'm competing at like a national level for a while, um, since 2016. So, um, I had gone through a bunch of coaches and Gavin was the coach that really helped me with my emotional eating and binge eating. So this is something that I really wanted to touch base with you guys on today on this podcast, because I feel that will be so helpful, helpful for you to hear a little bit about my story and some techniques techniques and really just more about emotional eating. And I just know that I work with so many women that struggle with this on a daily basis. So I guess some of the biggest things when it comes to emotional or binge eating is we have these cravings for food. And that's really what happened with me. So I would eat really clean throughout the week. And then my coach at the time would give me a cheat meal or a free meal. And I would just go all out. And this just would would cycle every single week. I would focus on that meal. I couldn't wait till it was Saturday because I got to have my free meal. And it really created this poor relationship with food. So then when competing ended, I really didn't have any structure anymore in my life. So I found myself wanting, craving sugar 24 seven all the time and really focused, like really just going to the store, focusing on all of the sweets that I could have, milkshakes, crazy. I can't even think of how many calories I was eating at this point, but I gained a lot of weight and you know, I felt really bad because I had been in like the best shape of my life. And then I was like 20 pounds heavier, really mentally and emotionally in a bad place because I had a bad body image. I was craving food. I had poor gut health. My digestion was horrible. I mean, I just couldn't even believe what I was doing to my body and I had no idea. And I know Gavin has seen this a lot with just some competitors, but just in general, a lot of women do struggle with this. Yeah. And like one of the biggest things is um, a lot of the women that come to me and the majority of uh, people that have disordered eating, I, I say disordered eating tendencies because, well, I'm I'm not a therapist. I can't necessarily diagnose an eating disorder, but they have, you know, 
elements of disorder eating mm -hmm. um, is a lot of times they come from either a personal trainer, a coach, someone that completely restricts their diet to only a handful of foods. I've seen, you know, the chicken and broccoli, brown rice, tilapia, asparagus, you name it, kind of diets. And, you know, then, like you said, you know, they go from, you know, eating clean, I hate that term, to eating clean, um, to, uh, you know, basically going on a binge episode once a week. Um, and one thing that I really um, saw with a lot of people I worked with is even if you implement, like, first of all, I would take them from an extremely structured approach and I try to wean them onto a more flexible approach, you know? Mm -hmm. So I may, I may uh, you know, change up their, I'll adjust their, where their, their meal plan from what they give me because you don't want to go from, you know, being extremely restrictive to being completely non-restrictive all in one go. You want to kind of wean them onto that. Um, so what I would do is, you know, find out what foods they like, you know, find out what their, what their macros should be, what their calories should be, and um, adjust their diet, but in, add in things that they can look forward to in the day, things that will keep those cravings under control. Because I've noticed, mm -hmm. like, I've, I've had women, they, they, they like Oreos, you know, so if I include like a few Oreos in the day, that is, yes. that can help them, you know, it, it cur curbs down mm -hmm. that craving so that they're not, they're not wanting that all week. And then boom, they, they have that one cheat meal and that turns into a cheat day. Yeah. Um, and then slowly, you know, I'll make it, I'll add in a little bit more foods that they enjoy. And then I'll, I'll show them, Hey, here's your macros for your meals. And then I'll show them, here's your macros for the day. And then slowly work them into, Hey, I'm can, I can help you plan out your meals ahead of time. You know, utilize your macros in a smart approach because mm -hmm. I think one, one problem I saw with the whole flexible dieting movement when it first started in like the mid early mid 2010s was people were being extremely liberal with their diets. You know, they would go from eating, you know, whole micronutrient dense foods with a little bit of fun stuff in there to a ton of fun stuff and then making up for it with a multivitamin. And I feel like that you go from one extreme to the other and mm -hmm. you find the best results in the middle. Yes, absolutely. And that's kind of why we don't really do meal plans on the positive fit community either. We do all macro based. Um, and I've done sample meal, meal suggestions for people because mm -hmm. I feel like people think that they can't have the foods that they love and see the results that they want, but they can't have the Oreos. And once they start to learn, like Gavin said, like once they start to learn, okay, I can have Oreos and still lose weight. I can have Oreos whenever I want. When that thought starts going through their head on a daily basis and they have that freedom, they don't feel like they're restricted to only these foods, they stop wanting it. They stop craving it because they're like, I can just have this whenever. And that's really the, the type of perspective that you have to have. It's more of a mindset um, mindset journey as well, but also going back to just eating, you know, eating flexibly, it doesn't mean just, just filling up your macros with a bunch of junk. It means eating nutrient dense foods, because if you don't, you're after those Oreos, you're going to be hungry again. After what do you eat? You're going to be hungry. You have to be eating these whole foods to help get those nutrients in and fill up your body as well. So, you know, I was craving sugar because I was eating like I swear one time, guys, I ate four Lenny and Larry cookies. And if you know what Lenny and Larry cookies are, you know, they are huge. They're like 600 calories per cookie. And I ate four of them after going out to dinner. I had like a burger 
I had like multiple fries because you know at Red Robin, they give you um, endless fries. I mean, and then I went and ate four cookies and I felt so bad about myself. I was like bloated, but like mentally my mind was like, eat, eat everything, eat all the sugar, eat all the sugar. And I was craving it and craving it. And that was like a trigger for me for a really long time was burger fries and Lenny and Larry cookies, because I was bit, that's what, that was my binge food. That's what I would binge on. And I had to slowly decrease the amount of processed foods I was eating and replacing them with natural fruits and, and natural sugars that, you know, weren't going to be um, having all these artificial things and then making me want them more and more and more. Yep. And um, one thing that I try to really uh, push home for clients is um, like, if you, let's say you do have, you know, an untracked meal or you do want to add something like that in your diet, um, you don't have to buy the whole box to include that in your diet. You can buy, you know, one cookie, you can buy yeah. one pint of Halo Top. Maybe you, you're craving a hamburger and fries. I mean, you can track things way easier mm -hmm. if you make it yourself. And you can even, a lot of times you can, I mean, I've noticed for myself, and that's why I like cooking so much, I found out I can make it better too. Um, yeah. So not only am I able to better track my food, um, I can, you know, customize things to, you know, what my calories are or what I'm craving that day. Um, and it, it, it is a lot easier to have things be more nutrient dense because mm -hmm. you have that full control over what you're putting into that meal. So it, it, it definitely helps in, in being able to say, hey, I'm cooking this for myself. It kind of gives you that freedom of like, it, it gives you that satisfaction that not only did I, am I eating something I enjoy, I did this for myself. And it kind of gives you that, you know, a little sense of pride when you do it too. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, you just have more control over the types of oils that's cooked in, the types of seasonings that are on it, the butter, all of that fun, you know, all that fun stuff that we love at restaurants, but um, you don't have control over it, you know, necessarily. And especially when you are trying to lose weight, I think that's really important that you find swaps that are going to be very flexible for you. I mean, I, I do that on the regular right now, you know, we're going to make steak tonight and like I can make sweet potato fries at home. I can know like how much oil I'm putting on them. I can know how much, you know, everything. It's just it's so much more controlled. It makes it so much easier. But when you are, you know, maybe you're not, um, you're not at home and you want to go out to a restaurant, just remember just because you're at a restaurant and there are amazing options there doesn't mean you have to get the most unhealthy option. Just be really mindful when you're going out. And also, if you do want a burger and fries, you're an adult, you can have a burger and fries, right? Yes. But if you're like stuffing yourself full, that is a sign that, you know, that is an unhealthy tendency. So I always do recommend eat until you're like 80% full, let your body like digest and don't just try to eat the food because it's there. And I know I used to struggle with always finishing my plate as a competitor. That was something for a long time. I had to like too slow and relearn how to like, it's okay if I don't eat every single thing on my plate, like it will be there later if I want it. Yeah, and like um, one thing uh, that I always have to mention is, you know, as competitors, especially or people that, you know, come from a very calorically restricted background, you know, your sense of appetite's not necessarily what it should be. 
So um, once your once your your uh, hunger signals do get back to a normal spot, you, like you said, you don't have to eat to your full, eat to your satisfied. Like you said, about eighty percent full. Because if you if you eat until you're you're stuffed, then you're going to feel even worse. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to you know because you feel bad, you're going to end up making worse choices uh, to compound onto that because you're like oh. I feel, I feel bad right now. And then you feel bad for yourself because you, you're like, oh, I feel stuffed. I feel bloated. And yeah. then that, that sometimes can make you want to make not only the same uh, poor choices that you just made, but, you know, sometimes even worse. Um, and then those just compound and it just turns into not only just like sometimes even a binge cycle, but it also turns into my digestion's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. It may take me one, two, three days to feel normal again. And then you're just like, why did I do that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I had no idea about. And it was, you know, I had a coach who, you know, they definitely helped me, but I I didn't, I wasn't educated enough on what to do after. Um, And so that's when I started going through these binge eating cycles and I didn't know what was happening. I just really felt like stuck in my own mind and almost crazy because my mood would like be like, it would be reliant on how much sugar I had, or if I was able to have something or not. If in my mind, I would say, I know I'm not supposed to have this, but then like my stomach was like, eat it, eat it, eat it. And it was like a constant battle. And it was so frustrating. And I felt like I couldn't tell anyone about it because I was like, I feel like a crazy person. Why can't I just like stop eating? Right. I had just dieted for like 26 weeks. Why am I like doing this now? You know? And it it got to that point where like my digestive system, I was like bloated all the time. I had a lot of inflammation, a lot of water. I was holding a lot of water and, um, also just like I had to start taking probiotics. I had to start taking digestive enzymes. I had to start incorporating these other things because my body was like not doing it for me anymore because I had been stressing it out so much with all the food I was giving it. Yeah. And, um, speaking of, uh, like digestive enzymes and stuff like that, I noticed like a lot of coaches, uh, when they, especially coaching women, um, and this is definitely something I'm, I'm very much against is like giving women, prolonged low fat diets mm-hmm. um, because not only is that going to mess with your your sex hormones and things like that because those are going to be very dependent on cholesterol uh, dietary fat things like that um, a lot because you're on a low fat diet for a long period of time a lot of times you know what's the foods that we enjoy the most after we're done eating they're either gonna be high carb or they're gonna be high fat yeah what happens if you go straight from eating almost no fat to eating a ton of fat you're gonna have what's called steatorrhea. Steatorrhea is going to be uh, fat in your stool. That's where digestive enzymes can come in because if you're not eating a certain macronutrient, your body is going to stop producing or it's going to decrease the amount of mm-hmm. those, those enzymes to break those down. So if you're on a, a ketogenic diet, you're going to be you're not going to have as much amylase to break down carbohydrates. If you're not eating enough protein, um, your body's not going to produce enough protease or uh, pepsin or you're not going to produce enough uh, lipase or uh, bile to emulsify fat in your digestive tract if you're not eating enough fat. So having a balanced diet and, you know, if like when you're going to your reverse diet, those enzymes can be very, very beneficial um, when you're bringing those foods back up. So, you know, especially like for women, you know, I'll include a little bit of lipase. I'll include uh, something called Tudka. Tudka is going to be a bile salt and that can help mm-hmm. with uh, fat emulsification so that you're able to digest that properly in your large intestines. 
Yeah, it all, every single process that happens, whether it's in our mind, whether it's in our gut, whether it's in our mouth, it is all interconnected and everything relies on one or the other. So you have to be aligned in each of those things because you, you have to understand that like, if you, if you're not digesting things properly, every, everything else in your system is not going to work right either. Even your mood, um, our gut health is so, so important. And, um, I'm learning more about that. Um, right now I'm taking a course and it's been very helpful and really eye opening, um, so that I can help my clients more, but it's just so, it's just so crazy how everything is more than what it seems. It's more, it's, it's not so much like just looking healthy on the outside and like being skinny or being fit or being in shape. Like it's about what's going on on the inside as well. And that's something I truly learned, um, with working with, with Gavin, I was able to really get my mindset back in a good place. And then that started showing on my body, on my physique and how I looked because I was treating my body with love again. I was giving it nourishment, giving it everything that it needed. I wasn't telling it that I hated it, even though some days it felt like I was so far behind from where I was. You know, I really struggled to pull myself out of there. And I'm super thankful though, because that, you know, binge, that binge eating, um, I don't know if you want to say episode or part of my journey, you know, it lasted for lasted for a while, like a couple of years, you know, and I even still, sometimes I get these tiny little in the back of my mind, some triggers, but I know what is more important now for me is making sure like I'm prioritizing, um, my, my health and mental health as well. And reminding myself, you know, when I do feel like a trigger coming on or something, I'll, I'll ask myself, like, am I really hungry? Is this something that I haven't been having lately and I'm just craving it? Where are these cravings coming from? Little things like that. And I just stop and I try to take at least a couple of minutes and just think things through before I go and eat something. And I, I try to do that in general, you know, um, not just mindlessly eat. I think with snacking, a lot of women, you know, struggle with like emotional eating, stress eating, but just snacking. And I think that's like a really good tool. It's just to, to be more mindful and, and ask yourself, you know, am I really hungry? Is this something that I really want? Or um, have I not had it? Or, or what's going on? If I really want it, sure, I know I can have it. But if I'm just eating because I'm bored or stressed, then I don't think that's, you know, the best way to go about it. I can take a walk or I can play with my dogs or, you know, I can read or do something more productive that's going to really benefit me and not make me feel guilty. And the, you uh, you hit something that I was going to point out is a lot of people that end up, uh, you know, over snacking or eating when maybe they're not hungry, they're just bored. A lot of times, and, or sometimes they confuse the, uh, the sensation of hunger with, uh, or the sensation of thirst and hunger. So sometimes, hey, even, hey, if, if you think you're hungry and you may not be hungry, go get something to drink. Maybe, like you said, go on a walk, occupy your time. A lot of times that craving is going to go away um, because if like, like um, if you're trying to occupy your time with like other things, like maybe you're watching Netflix, you're, wa you're binge watching shows or stuff like that, you know, out of boredom. A lot of times you're probably going to, you know, reach for something crunchy mm -hmm. or salty or something like that, uh, just out of, out of boredom. You know, a lot of times, like, especially when we're doing something like that, 
we like having something in our in our hands to put in our mouth. Yeah. Uh, and to, if you and if you've been doing it like for a long time, and let's say you just started a new health journey, you have that habit. You have to start, you know, realizing you can't just quit something you've been doing for the last 20 years or 10 years or whatever. Like you have to remember, like this is something you've been doing consistently, and now you have to like find different ways to satisfy that urge, whether it's like switching out something, you know, your chips for popcorn, something a little bit healthier, you know, it, you can still have that satisfaction, but not necessarily like just mindlessly eating. Yeah. And, um, one thing that you're talking about, uh, is like, you can't just go from having all of your, uh, your habits to all of a sudden out of nowhere, creating new habits. And that also, uh, I, I tell people that, uh, either have never coached anybody that has any disordered eating issues or they're getting new into coaching and stuff like that. You have to meet the client where they're at. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, you can't handle their, uh, their issue from your level of understanding. You have to meet them at their level of understanding, because if you can understand, you know, why they are having the issues that they do, um, you know, if they have any trigger foods, if they, you know, what things that may happen during their day that may cause them to have those things, mm -hmm. you can help them by, you know, implementing little things throughout the day to help mitigate those things. And then once they have those things in place, they can make those habits that are going to be more beneficial for them down the road. And, you know, those little habits turn to big habits. And that is what really creates those lifestyle changes in the big picture. Yeah, it's just a little bit at a time, making more mindful habits and asking specific questions. You know, I'll ask my clients, you know, well, how did you feel when or what stressed you out to make you want to emotionally eat? Well, work. Okay, well, what about work? What about work specifically? Exactly. Specifically, is it that coworker? Okay, well, what specifically did they say? And you have to keep asking yourself these questions. And if you don't have somebody to help self-reflect with you, you know, keep yourself accountable and take responsibility, journal this out, like really dig deep into your thoughts and get to the root of the problem. Because once you get to the root of the problem, then you can start learning how to solve the problem, being more aware and being more aware is going to allow you to be more mindful throughout your days. And instead of, you know, eating a whole thing of ice cream and feeling really bad and, you know, allowing yourself to have a little bowl of ice cream, watching TV, unwind, de-stressing and not feeling bad about it and understanding it is okay to do that, to do that. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the, the unhealthy parts of it, of feeling guilty, of binging, of doing it all the time, repetitively, that will get you into a nasty cycle that is hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. And um, like when people are trying to get things started, um, you know, a lot of times we try to pile everything up on ourselves. We, we, we take it upon ourselves to take care of this problem for us because, hey, it's our problem. You know, I should be the one to take care of it. You know, sometimes it's not a bad idea to reach out. If you're someone that you know that has had that has conquered similar things that can help keep you accountable or you know there's a there's a coach that that you know that it has a lot of success working with clients like this or you know like myself I'm, I'm a dietitian you know I I do have a psychological background on this kind of stuff just having someone to help you get started makes a big difference and what I tell people is you know yes I, I help give my clients all this education, 
Um, and the reason I try to educate my clients as much as possible is I want to get to a point where they don't need me anymore. Exactly. I like, I want to have that client turnover mm -hmm. to where, you know, they don't need anybody to, they can be self-sufficient and they don't, they can get to a point where they don't have to rely on anybody other than themselves to help them, you know, make sure that, you know, they're going in the direction they need to go. Yeah, we are the same way. And I know it's, it kind of sounds bad. I always literally the very first conversation I have with a lot of women that I talk to you on the phone, our first interaction, I'm like, listen, my intention is for you to feel so confident and feel so good about your food relationship, about your, your exercise regimen, about your mindset journey that you don't need me in a few months. Like that, that is the goal. And if you want to stick around with me, I would love to have you. But our goal is to really create a lifestyle that you're going to enjoy and understand, be able to maintain, be able to have a healthy food relationship, because there's just so much stuff out there that's telling you to restrict and to not eat this and don't eat this. And it's like, you can enjoy all of the things that you love. Gavin and I were just talking about it. Um, we were talking about the podcast Megan and Emily and I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were drinking wine. He's like, he's my coach. And I'm just like, yeah, we were drinking wine. And he's like, you know, see, you can enjoy one and still get results. And I'm technically in a prep right now. So, you know, it is possible, guys. Like, don't be so hard on yourselves, but make sure you are having control, balance, eating those, eating those whole foods, limiting the process up and paying attention to how you are responding when you're around food as well. So um, Gavin, do you have any tips um, for like emotional eating, anything that you can um, think would help anybody listening to this? Uh, well, the, the, when it comes to emotional eating, like a lot of times that's going to come about from stress. So finding ways to, to manage your stress is going to make a bigger difference instead of just, okay, I need to fix my eating. It's like, okay, you need to look at the, look at the underlying problem. You know, mm -hmm. there's, you know, if going on a walk or, you know, spending time with friends, enjoying time with your, with your friend, with your friends, family, pets, if that helps re uh, relieve stress or even going to the gym. Oh, for a lot of us going to the gym is our stress relief. Yes. And I know so many people, they're like, going to the gym keeps me from binging because I don't feel stressed after I finish my workout. That craving that I had before the gym is gone. So finding ways to mitigate stress or find out why you're, you're attaching food to some form of uh, emotional experience, mm -hmm. uh, find out why you're doing that so that you can... Um, look at food for what it is. I mean, food is for enjoyment. Food is to fuel your body. Um, yeah, your food should taste good. You know, you shouldn't see food as a punishment. Right. Uh, once you attach, you know, positive uh, feelings towards food instead of those negative feelings that you uh, that you attach to food you know, stress, unhappiness, once you can, uh, you know, you can replace those with, uh, with better emotions to attribute to food, then you're going to have less issues with um, the emotional aspect uh, or the emotional eating regarding food. 
That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's such a good point too, is just the attachment that people have because food does taste good. We all love different types of foods and enjoying cake and cookies and all the fun stuff when we, mm-hmm. when we can in moderation. Exactly. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people do go for those things because they get that temporary satisfaction. And then after that, they feel you know guilty or like it put them back. And, and then they go into this, like, you know, cycle of, well, I, I know this, it, this was me. Well, I already messed up. So I might as well just keep going. And I would just continue to eat. And it, that was like the mindset, you know? Yep. And it's like, no, all of those calories that you're going to eat do count. All of that stuff does matter. Not only the calories, but just what you're doing to your body, what you're doing to your mind in creating that cycle. So really focus on being aware and understanding that food can taste good. You can enjoy the things you love, but it doesn't have to be unhealthy. It doesn't have to be restrictive. It can be balanced and you, your balance is going to look different than everybody else's. Exactly. I agree 100%. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed our little podcast on emotional eating, binge eating, and just a little insight of you know my experience as well. Um, if you do have any questions, you know, feel free to always reach out to me. You can also reach out to Gavin. I will put his Instagram in the um, podcast description as well. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast and we are always open to new suggestions on what to talk about, new topics. You can always send us a message on our Instagram um, and just DM one of us. But we hope you have a great rest of your weekend and stay positively fit. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Positively Fit Podcast. I am forever grateful for your constant support, love, and encouragement. You all mean more than you will ever know. Please let me know any topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, it would mean the world if you could share with your friends, family, and social media. If you haven't done so already, please take a second to rate, review this podcast on iTunes where I can continue to bring you value. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on the Posley Fit Podcast.